10 seconds left on the clock. Five, four, three, two. What's up, True Believers, and welcome to episode 26 of the Cross Media Show here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic, of course, is our discussion of episode 8 of WandaVision, titled Previously On, as part of our Marvel Mondays initiative. So strap in, because we've got quite a show for you today. If you're watching on YouTube, please consider dropping us a like and a subscription, and don't forget to hit that bell to get notifications for new shows, such as our video game show, The Penultimate Conquest Podcast. The Cross Media Show just episode. Bleh. It's been a sec since I've been here, everyone. Hi, I'm messing up right now. Cross Media Show episode just like this one and our anime show, Anime Nation. So I am your residential Spidey fan, Eric. So I will say it's been a second since I've been on the channel. Uh, I had to work out some personal things. And I just wanted to say thank you to Christian for filling in for me while I was taking some time. I also wanted to thank our all-father himself, Ruben, for letting me have the opportunity to take some time for myself. And I also wanted to thank my lovely wife, Tessa, for being my strength these past few weeks. But before we introduce our guest, I would like to welcome my co-host for today's episode. He's been filling in for me these last few weeks. You can find him talking about film, anime, and everything in between. He's the master of film, Christian. Hey, Christian, how are you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. First of all, women rule. Let's just get that on the table. Happy uh, Women's Month. Um, yes. But uh, thank you for having me on, man. Uh, wait, I'm the co-host. Hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys, for being on our show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, first off, Eric, I wanted to say something mean, but then you ended it with a nice you know, you wrapped it up with a nice bow. So I, I'll, I'll stop what I was going to say. Okay, just so the audience is aware, you're the mean one, I'm the nice one. That's what we got yeah, from that. Yeah, but like, okay. I wanted to say you weren't, you didn't take time off. I recasted you, you know? Ah, uh, that, that is true. You recasted me with a better looking person. I get that. I understand it. It's what happens with all TV shows. You get the better looking person as the co-host. I understand it. But again, thank you, Christian, so much for filling in the time. And you have become a pretty permanent part of this show now. And I am so happy that is the case because, like I said, you are the master of film. You know all these things that us lowly peasants don't. So, Oh, my gosh. Thank you so Stop much. Stop it. Now, we have some special guests to introduce here. Uh, you can find her pushing the payload, swooning over Tom Hiddleston, and for being my personal soul... Yeah, that was such a sweet line, and I messed it up there. My personal soul stone, ladies and gentlemen, my lovely wife, Tessa. How are you, dear? I am doing okay. <laughs> See, I, I it had a sweet line ready to go, and I just stumbled over the S's right there. It's okay. Okay. How are you, how are you dear, since the I'm last good. you know ten minutes ago when I saw you? I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> good, good. And also, uh, before we introduce our next guest, in case um, you you can't see him, uh, just wanted to say Ryan Smith was supposed to be our guest for this episode, but he was feeling a little ill, and we hope he has a speedy recovery. We miss you, Ryan, but. We had to reach into the darkness of the realm of Muspelheim itself to get this next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as the boss man. It's Ruben Guerrero. Ruben, how are you today, my friend? 
you missed me. I know you're speechless. I, I know. I it's get it. On, it's only <laughs> Monday, and it's been a hell of a fucking week for me. All right? That's all I want to say. What a ride. What a ride, indeed. Speaking of rides, episode eight of WandaVision. Wow. Wow. What an episode, wow. right? Wow is what I have to say. But before we get into the episode, we have a... I was going to say lovely question. We have a question for our lovely guest. Uh, Tessa, we know what Ruben's favorite movie and character is. What is your favorite MCU movie? Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok is a fantastic movie. She does watch that a lot. (laughs) And not just because of Tom Hiddleston. I will say that. It's a great movie. It's also really Um, funny. Yeah. mm -hmm. It's amazing what happens when you have someone who could write a good script. People forget that. A good script can make a great movie. Also, mm. shout out to Jojo Rabbit. If you haven't watched that movie, go watch it. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit's really good. Yeah. You I might mean, ask go- yourself, what the fuck are these guys <laughs> talking about when you see what the movie's about? But I'm telling you, it's a really good movie. Go check it out. I would recommend um, What We Do in the Shadows as my Taika Waititi movie. Ooh, go I watch that one. That. Really it's good. great. Okay. Um, and Tessa, what is your favorite MCU character? So this was before WandaVision, I will say, but definitely Vision. I think it's partly because Paul Bettany is such a damn treasure, and he's so wholesome, and I just love to watch him act. Um, I've loved him since I saw Night's Tale. <laughs> but yeah, he he's just so good at what he does, and everyone talks about how perfectly cast certain roles were, like Iron Man, obviously, perfectly cast, but Paul Bettany was really perfect for that role. So. No doubt about it. Uh, we definitely will be getting into why Paul Bo- Paul Bettany is so great, especially in this episode. Again, been gone for two weeks. I'm not used to hosting right now, so you'll have to. You're doing me. fantastic so far. You I have to say. forgive me, everyone. So far, so, um, so thank you, Ruben. Thank you for keeping me grounded. I had no to chuckle slightly at the almost Paul Bettany. I'm sorry. Paul Bettany. <laughs> All right. So, without further ado, let us get into episode eight of WandaVision, unless anyone has anything Marvel related to talk about before we get in this. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say, Kevin Feige, I'm still waiting for my check. Well, if you pronounce his name incorrectly, Ruben, he's not going to give you a check. That's how he pronounces it. That's how literally every, everyone pronounces Shut it. Shut up. Okay. No way. I don't believe that. How does it? How well, do you guys? How do you guys? You got it? my last name wrong, so I don't That's think different. I'm not trusting That's here. Different. That's different. What? How do you pronounce his name? Feige. Right? Yeah, Kevin Feige. Oh, I said it the wrong way. Yeah, you're right. Okay. That's right. what we're getting on to you about. My you apologies. said it the wrong my way. Apologies. That's why you're not getting Kevin any money. Feige. Kevin Feige, my apologies. The Feigmeister. Yeah, mm. just send me the check. Like, How did you we'll... say it? Feige? Uh, before I said Feige, yeah. Feige water. Get it now. <laughs> Good one. Um <laughs> Uh, also, before we get started, uh, Tom Holland recently did an interview with British GQ, and he says they have a few more weeks left to shoot on Spider-Man 3. So I hope that we get something soon. And also, we're about five weeks out from Shang-Chi, and we haven't gotten anything. Yes. Wait, no, uh, didn't that get pushed back to, like, November? Uh, no, Eternals is in November. Uh, Shang-Chi is in July, I think. Ju- June or July. It's in wow. the summer months. So it's incredible. It's crazy that we haven't had anything yet. I think 
his outfit got uh, leaked with a Lego set. Um, if you haven't looked at that, just type in Shang-Chi Lego set and they uh, show um, what his outfit looks like. It's really hard to tell on a box. A lot of red and black. So anyway, very excited for Shang-Chi. But this is about WandaVision. And can I say this is probably one of the most emotionally impactful episodes so far the season and just in the MCU in general. Just it was a nice just deep look into a character that we haven't seen before, really. Um if you want to count Barf from <laughs> Civil War, where Tony <laughs> looks at the last goodbye he had with his uh parents. Um but yeah, um previously on, what a what a actually great quick, title. I want to jump on that real quick just to uh, like reiterate something you said, because, yeah, I, I agree with you 100 percent. This is probably my favorite episode since the very first uh, episode of WandaVision. I think the focus on on Wanda's trauma was like fantastic, uh, both in, like when you're looking at her powers, both the, or the trauma has like manifested into both her powers and as like selective memories like um, throughout her life was fantastic. And it's something that I wanted all series. Um, so I just wanted to point that out as well. Mm hmm. I think it's important. Like I remember, uh, the showrunner I think for Falcon and Winter Soldier said that you know we want to have these big action pieces, but we also want to go home with these characters and see what they're like. And I think like this, as much as I want like the crazy, fantastic, fantastic, cool nature of like the witches and stuff, it was really nice just to see what Wanda has gone through. Gone through, and I know hit the nail on the head here. This season is about grief and. Boy, oh boy, did we get a lot of that in this episode. But before we get into Wanda, let's start a little bit with the episode. We start in Salem in 1693, and we see a bunch of hooded figures that appear to be dragging Agatha through a forest. And they put her on a pyre, and you think, oh man, Salem Witch Trials right here. Agatha may be about to get burnt. And then it's revealed that, no, these are all other witches who are getting onto Agatha because she used some dark magic. And I, I saw this on Twitter. Apparently, they de-aged Catherine Hahn a little bit. Didn't even notice it because she oh, just wow. radiates just to begin with. So I couldn't really tell. Um, I thought that was a nice, interesting pace, you know, not seeing, you know, just a witch being burned at the stake, but the witch, you know, saying, oh, God, call an ambulance, but not for me. Um, how about that? How about that purple Marvel Studios logo too? Mm -hmm. Oh my god, it was so good. It reminded me of like the Doctor Strange logo they did, where everything was black. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was really cool. I enjoyed that one. But yeah, it was it was nice to see that probably Agatha is evil. That's what we're getting here. At least. You know, like in the comics, normally she was a mentor to Wanda. You know, she was the nanny for Franklin Richards. But this one it appears though, like she is evil. She is bad because she's in trouble for using dark magic. And, you know, she had like that little smirk where it's like, oh, it just bent to me. Mm. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. you bad, Catherine Hahn, you bad. Um, so they try to purple energy her for some reason. <laughs> I guess that's how they do it. Yeah. And the tables did turn. And a character that is revealed to be Agatha's mother, I can't remember her name, Start with an E, I believe. Um, you know, try to kill her daughter. And you see when she's trying to use her powers, like some crown, some like purple crown was on her head. 
was it her actual mom or was it like like the mother figure of like the the coven or whatever? I you know thought I mean? it was her actual mother. Yeah. I also oh, thought, I thought. I, well, I didn't catch that. that. I, yeah, I I kind of took that scene as they were trying to just use their magic to strip her of hers. Mm-hmm. But. Because she's probably more powerful than all of them right now, and they want to, yeah. you know, bring her down a little bit. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But interesting little Easter egg I saw is that this possibly could have been the Salem Seven, a powerful group of witches. So because there were seven hooded figures around, but it don't matter no more because they all dead. Yeah. Uh, just a <laughs> heads up, her name was Evanora Harkness. Evanora, thank you, Ruben. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, what a scary scene, too. By the way, watching this at midnight when it dropped, because uh, I'm on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Very scary with headphones. I gotta say, it's it's a nice change of pace. I know, it, uh, like in the last episode when Wanda was going down into the basement, like you had that sense of creepiness. Mm. Um, and so I, I think that's definitely what's been lacking in the Marvel universe is like this creepy factor. Because um, I know that once um, Scott Derrickson um, was let go from Doctor Strange sequel, it was because creative differences. My personal opinion is that he wanted to go like really scary. Yeah. And then Kevin Feige was like, oh, reel it back there, buddy. Yep. Um, so, and I think Kevin Feige also said like they want to have scary moments like they did in like Raiders of the Lost Ark and stuff, like stuff like that, where it's not like horror elements, but it's, it's spooky. Like it, yeah. it, it, it gets scary. So I, I definitely, definitely uh, get that. It was, it was definitely a different vibe from what we've seen. Um, but yeah, anyone have any more thoughts on this, um, the Salem part of the episode? I want to say that just give her an Oscar, you know? Catherine Hahn deserves everything. An, an Emmy? No, an TV? Oscar. An Oscar, okay? It was so good. She's going to so jump good, over. She needs an Oscar for it. But also, um, you know, yep. like, go ahead, Christian. No, I'm just like, I, I, had a lot of memories with Catherine Hahn as like this figure in Parks and Rec and like her <laughs> acting as um uh, as Agatha has like almost rivaled that like she's she's killing it absolutely is it am I wrong to say that she was also the uh the woman in Step Brothers yeah yeah no, that was her okay yeah so she always plays that crazy character but this time like she can really work with what she's given you know like before mm-hmm. all those roles that she's played uh, um she had a sh- tv show on hbo last year i think where she where she took a turn for me where i was like oh this is a new like new side to her acting that i haven't really seen before and i'm glad that something came out of it whether it was her being hired by marvel or whatever but like i'm glad that she's finally getting the recognition she deserves because she's phenomenal mm-hmm. i think she's like one of the greatest like i i wouldn't con- i consider her just an actress but like comedic actresses out there right now like Catherine Hahn is definitely up there like she's so good at what she does agree um, and i agree with you um so we venture out oh and before that you see agatha take her mom's brooch and that was the brooch that she's been wearing um the whole season thought that was a nice little tidbit right there yeah uh, so fast forward in the future, Wanda is in Agatha's basement and we get some dialogue. Boy, oh boy, do I love some dialogue. Uh, and it, the vibe I got from this is that 
Agatha is really jealous of Wanda. She knows something's not right with Wanda because she goes into this explanation like, okay, you don't know all, right, all these hexes up here, all these signs. Oh, yeah, you can't do anything in this another witch's hex or something. You can't use your powers. Uh, don't know if you knew that or not. Like this smirky little attitude. And she goes into these explanations like, oh, look, I can do just like a trans um, transfiguration spell. Transfiguration. This isn't Harry Potter. Uh, I can do transmutation. This, uh, transmutation. And uh, that takes months. You're able to do it to a whole town um, or an illusion spell that takes years and years. You did it just like that. What's your secret? So definitely felt like just like an interrogation scene, but with witches. And I really dug that. Um, yeah, this this what, was cool because um, I, yeah. I wanted to yeah just reiterate or agree with you because like at first I was like oh my god is Agatha stronger than Wanda because that's gonna be interesting um, but then it's like no you're absolutely right she's jealous that like Wanda has like all this raw strength in her and the only thing that Agatha has over Wanda is just like knowledge of like how to use this magic I don't I don't know how you guys felt about that I kind of kept waiting for Wanda to use her magic anyway in that room just to show how much more powerful she was without realizing it. I was kind of surprised that didn't happen. Mm. I was also wondering, like, I really want more, like, magic in the MCU. Like, this scene right here is definitely something I want more of just because... I don't think Doctor Strange did it well enough with his stuff. Like, I think he, th this could definitely have be an, another side to the magic that we see in the MCU. Doctor Strange's magic in Infinity War, I thought, was, like, cooler than anything we saw in his uh, yeah. single film. Yep. It's just visually stunning, too. Like, yeah. when he gets all those ropes on Thanos. Oh, man. Especially in IMAX, it looks so good. To um, be fair, yeah. though, he was also practicing longer by the time Infinity War came around than he mm. was in his own movie. This is true. Mm. But Ruben, I definitely agree with you. It's nice to hear witches, yeah. Like just the word witches in the MCU. Yeah. Like it's it's nice to have all this where it's just you know this all started with the dude who just made an iron suit. That's yeah. all it was, and now we have witches, and we have well, I mean, what we'll get to, but uh. We have just this new facet of the MCU, which is nice. It's good to have, like, everyone has, like, their favorite facet. Like, mine was, like, Captain America stuff. Like, that side of the MCU is my favorite. And, like, yeah. some people like the mysticism side of Doctor Strange and all that. And so uh, it's it's just so great just to add a little piece, another piece that someone can just, like, latch onto is, like, this is their favorite type of, like, subgenre in the MCU. And so Agatha, next, what she does is... She tells Wanda, like, hey, we're going to go on, to go on a little memory uh, lane trip here. And this ain't no rerun, by the way. I thought that line was great. Uh, this isn't reruns. We're about to go do the actual thing. And so uh, it, Elizabeth Olsen, first off, this is the best episode she acted in. Um, just like that fear she had with what she knew was about to happen. Like when she went through that door, like what was coming. Because... Um, we've all kind of experienced that where we want something in our past. We don't want to, you know, think about or look into. And like that fear felt really like I connected with that because been there before. It's like, I don't want to confront this. Don't want to confront this too late. It's Dude. happening. 
That's what was so good is that like she's been suppressing trauma and where it's it's a visual manifestation using the magic uh, in this episode, but it's like fascinating that we're getting like more emotional like rounded stories i mean specifically ab about wanda it's so good mm -hmm. uh so the first section we go into is we look inside of a small little apartment uh i love how agatha goes a little cold war aesthetic going on here i appreciate that and then we get our first look at wanda's parents coming home loving family um, and we find out that it's, it's TV night. And what does the dad have if he doesn't have some box sets of I Love Lucy, Bewitched, Malcolm in the Middle, you see as well, and the pieces are starting to click. Oh my, this is where it all came from right here. This is what, in Wanda's subconscious, this is how she made all this stuff. It's because she had these wonderful TV nights with her family. I enjoyed that this is the way that they taught themselves English. Like, hey, don't, don't mm. speak Sokovian. Tonight's TV night, only English. This is what we use. Um, I thought that was nice. Um, it really just shows also how kind of powerful nostalgia can be. Because while all this is happening, you know, outside in the streets is a war zone. So this is like a, was a safe place for them. And that's why it's a safe place for Wanda to retreat back to is because of these moments right here. And so... Um, I also like the costume choices. Like Wanda was wearing a red jacket. Pietro was wearing some blue and silver. I really appreciated that. And they watch episode 21 of the Dick Van Dyke show, which most people say that's what episode one of this season was based off of. And, you know, there, there have been like some, apparently on Twitter, I've seen like they actually watched episode 20, episode 21. Nah, doesn't really matter. Um, but it just showed, like, seeing Wanda's face light up as she watched it, like, I felt, like, sorry for her because this is probably like, the last time she was in, like, a little happy place was when she was with her family. And mm -hmm. then we get a little bit of a retcon in here that we heard from Major Voltron. They're watching TV, and then, boom, explosion happens. Also, Christian, I am so fascinated by your background it looks like there's Wanda's like magic coming out of her fingers. I did that on purpose. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I'm. Just, it's so good. And here I thought that was just cars come passing by. Well, as it gets darker, there should be more red streaks on the other side. Um, it's so cool. I want to jump in for just a second, just to say two things. Mm -hmm. One, as a person of color, I really appreciated this scene because I too learned English uh, via television. Um, specifically like sitcoms as well as like Sesame Street, like growing up, that's that's how I learned English. Um, and two, rip uh, Rubens and I's fan theories that Brian Cranston would be Elizabeth Olsen's father. <laughs> so it was so close, so close, man. Oh, man. Very I upset. will take that theory over your Spider-Man 3 one. Any Listen, day I, got another theory. I got another no, theory. We'll, let's wait to the end. Let's wait yeah, to the yeah, end we'll, on that one. We're waiting to the end. Um, and so Tessa, what are your thoughts so far about um, right before pre-explosion, what do you what do you think? I just really loved that they uh, kind of explained where Wanda was pulling this from, because you're like, wow, why why of all things that she could retreat into is it like 60s television? And you got your answer, and they showed all of it. They were like, oh look, and then well, kind of continues through some of the other memories that I won't go into, but yeah. It was just nice to kind of get an explanation of like why she's going through all of these decades of TV. Mm -hmm. No, no doubt about that. 
Um, and so after the explosion happens, we see a young Pietro and young Wanda underneath the bed. And lo and behold, what comes in? The second Stark missile. Like, I thought that was nice. Like, even though we're, we're dealing with Wanda, it's just a reminder, like, oh, yes, Stark is the one that started all of this, really, kind of for her. Like, she went down this path because of that Stark missile. And it just shows how everything is just so connected. Um, and then, like, right as you see the timer go off, you see young Wanda reach out like she's trying to do something to it. Then she's pulled right under the bed. And Catherine Hahn, excuse me, Agatha, <laughs> talks to her. And saying, oh, it looks like you uh, did a little probability hex there to make sure it didn't go off. Like, no, it's just the weapon didn't go off. Like, sure. So we got here is a young little I, witch. Hmm? I have a question for the gang here. Hmm. On your guys' original watch, because, yeah, Eric says that yeah, like when Agatha pulls Wanda out, she's like, you know, what did you do? Um, and, like... Previous knowledge tells us that like Wanda got her powers from when like they were ex experimenting on her. At least I that's what I thought, and we learned that's not the case. But did anyone else think like, oh my god, is is she going to turn out to be a mutant? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I've been anyone else that, feel that? I, way? I, I've been saying something I, for a while. Go ahead, Tessa. I always thought that the like the experiments and stuff they did on her at Hydra just kind of enhanced what was already there mm. like she had the abilities but it wasn't quite as strong until you know they're like hey go 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 um interact with this item over here and see what happens so i think that had something to do with it but yeah it was it was good to get like a kind of thing where it's like oh wanda has been a witch really kind of all along yeah like i said we got like a young witch here and years of therapy ahead of us so <laughs> um I thought that was great. And then uh, any thoughts on Sokovia memory before we move on? It's just so sad. It, it's, it was really sad, especially like when you see that happy face she had while watching the TV. Yeah. And then it's all just yanked away after that. Um, uh, yes, dear. I'm sorry. I'm backtracking a little bit, but there was something I forgot to mention. I really appreciated um, them using Agatha for her to say, wow, that accent really comes and goes, doesn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I completely forgot about that. Thank you. Thank I you for bringing about it. We were yeah. talking about like the Sokovia. I was like, oh my God, wait, hold on. I think that was like, a, I, I think that was kind of like a little meta line in there because everyone talks about like, oh, her accent, where is it? I really don't like this accent. And it's just, yeah. it was a nice little, it, it reminded me of Supernatural tier. Um, where it's just like, let's make this meta as possible, especially for all okay. the fans out there. Okay. I didn't um, get to where you were going with that at first, but now I got it. No, just like the meta-ness of Supernatural. Yeah, 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 you yeah, kind of yeah. reminded me of that, that line. Um, so after Sokovia, we go into... Um, I couldn't see it the first time. I watched it the second time. On the door, there is the Hydra logo. And especially Wanda yeah. even then was like, I do not want to go in there. Um, it's like, it's too late. No, we're going. There's only one way we can do this. Um, so we go in and we see like a testing area and we see Loki's scepter and we see a couple of hyd hydra scientists. Like, all right, bring in the next one. Uh, then you see Wanda come in and she's very, very scared, very, very nervous. And, uh, she walks a little bit more forward and then Loki's scepter comes out of its, uh, holding, and the gym goes towards Wanda. Wanda starts to react to it a little bit. And then all of a sudden, there and behold, is the Mind Stone. 
and you get like this nice visual, this wonderful visual shot of like just Wanda just staring into the stone. And then she looks and um, a shot that would make Zack Snyder weep. You see. Um, <laughs> it was Jesus. It was, everyone was Jesus. Um, you see what we pretty much know is the Scarlet Witch outfit. We get the crown, we get the jacket, we get like the long skirt aspect of it. And it was just a beautiful shot. No. Absolutely beautiful shot. Do we think that's Wanda in the future? Because I watched a recap episode today, just as a reminder, and one of the videos is like, yeah, this is obviously Wanda in the future. And I was like, wait, what? Is it, is it that obvious? I or would I... say ah. yes. Sorry to cut in, Eric. I would oh, no, say you, yes. No, you could. Just because she's got the outfit already. Right, right. Yeah. But also, like, <laughs> did we not notice that the, there was a person under? Like, you saw the, her figure, and then there was somebody else much closer to the ground. Did we not see that? No, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. I was focusing on Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, what if, what if, um, it wasn't showing her in the future, but more so like, like the Mind Stone was showing her her potential. Right, that could also be. I like that. I think, yeah, I think that's a really good one, and I love it. I am a huge fan of when they get a shot of like a reflection in someone's eyes. And like the shot of like Scarlet Witch, the Scarlet Witch inside Wanda's eyes is perfect. Uh, my favorite one of those shots is, even though not that many people love the film, Bohemian Rhapsody, like and the Live Aid concert when you see all the fans and stuff cheering inside Freddie's eyes. Yeah. When he sings, oh, oh beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite shot in the movie. But yeah, just shots like that I really love. And so then you see Wanda pass out. And the Hydra scientists come in like, oh, my God, oh, my God, get her to something. This is the first one that's really happened. We don't really know what to do here. Um, and so then you see Wanda sit down. And what is she watching, Ruben? What is she watching? Uh, she was watching the Brady Bunch. Oh, yes, that's right. The Brady Bunch. Another homage to episode three. That's right. Or episode three is an homage to. And... <laughs> I forget someone said like that specific episode was supposed to be an Easter egg for something, but I've completely blanked out on it. And we just see Wanda in this state that's just like glossy eyed over. It looks like she's just like taking all the information in. It's just because uh, she doesn't know what's going on right now. Um, and just like the power of seeing like Elizabeth Olsen's like present Scarlet Witch, like looking back at her past through all this. And she's just like, doesn't know what to do. She's just so paralyzed, like having to relive this over again, uh, just speaks to the power of her performance in this episode. And um, what, what a great one. And especially when you see like the video footage that according to everyone else, nothing happened. All of a yeah. sudden Wanda just falls down to the ground. So gotta love magic stuff. So anyone have any thoughts on the Hydra memory? I'm wrapped here. I think my only thoughts were like, oh my god, like it's the freaking Mind Stone. It like it awoke, uh, like amplified her powers. Yeah. So cool. Just, I got nothing to say. Yeah, so you have I anything? Gave, I already gave my thoughts. I just really then, like the idea of it showing her, her potential instead of like, this is you in the future. But, yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, I I was talking to Tessa while we were watching. I'm like, oh my god, is Agatha gonna find out about like the Infinity Stones or something like this? And then the very next line is, so you had some fun with an Infinity Stone and your powers got amplified. And I was like, oh my god, she knows about Infinity Stones. This is not what this is about. Because um, I was also like, how'd you get your powers? Well, you know, one of the six elements of the universe, I kind of touched that a little bit and look at it. Oh, 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 look what comes out of my hands now. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's good to know because pretty much all of us thought that, like, except Tessa here, because, you know, she's the smartest, uh, that, you know, she got all her powers from the Infinity Stone. But that's not the case, it appears. It appears, though, she's had this dormant for a long time. Um I don't think we're going to get the comics version of her powers when she goes to this mystical mountain and an eldritch chaos god touches her. Don't think we're going to get that. Um, but uh, You never know. There's still another never episode know. left. still one more episode. We, <laughs> we could get some eldritch uh, horror in here. That episode uh, could end. last 24 hours for all we know. <laughs> I um, I still do like what you said, Christian, about the like mutant thing earlier because part of me... like. I know it's probably not going to happen like this, but like part of me is hoping instead of wishing for no more mutants, she wishes for more people like her. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you get it. Spoilers. Oh my God. Spoilers. Like a reversal. Oh my God. Hold, hold on. From the future. Spoilers, spoilers for a 15 year old comic <laughs> I book. Just, I wish, I wish <laughs> no, like I meant for the next like episode. Her processing her trauma. She just says, I wish there were more like me. And then that just opens it up. Like, I feel like that would be really interesting. Tessa, I love that because in my head after this episode, I was like, you know what? I don't think we're going to get anything like on on the level of the Thanos snap with her like wishing for for mutants like and saying explicitly the word mutants. But the way you phrased it made it like like, oh, my God, that is that is entirely possible. I want more people like me. Wow. Yeah. I, lo I love that. <sighs> I feel like it won't happen. But, man, I would love that to happen. Absolutely. Like I said, she's really smart. So she's got all the best ideas. Um, all right. So we're moving on to what is probably the most heartbreaking memory. Um, we go to. Oh, man. We see inside the Avengers compound. And there's Wanda sitting on the bed. And she appears to be watching Malcolm in the middle. And. So she's sitting there watching and she knows that Vision is there. It's like, Vision, uh, come in. So he comes in. Paul Bettany rocking sweaters again. Man can pull off sweaters and suspenders like nobody's business. Um, the shoulders, my God. Right. So broad. And so I think this scene obviously... We'll, we'll get into, you know, the most famous line on the internet the last few days. Um, and so they just have a conversation. And of course, this is probably after Age of Ultron, like right before Civil War. Uh, Pietro is dead. And Vision's asking, like, is there anything I can do to make you happy? Of course, I'm paraphrasing here. It's like, nothing's going to bring me happy except seeing him again. Um, because, you know, Wanda grew up, radicalized by Hydra, been with her brother all this time. Her brother was like her only safe part through this whole life she's gone through. Her brother was there. Now her brother's not there and she doesn't know what to do. Uh, she's alone and she's watching these sitcoms because it kind of reminds her of um, that safe time she had. And, uh, you know, the scene, the patio falls on Brian Cranston 
And um, <laughs> uh, there's like, oh, is he hurt? And then she says one of the, the best lines probably in the sh- uh, in the episode where she goes, it's not that kind of show. And I think that's a- another reason why she has these sitcoms and sitcoms. No one really gets hurt. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really powerful to hear that line. Um, this and... is one of the, the scenes that like, I think I got teary like three times and this is, this was the first one. And yeah. it was like the realization that like, Oh my God, like we've, I've been watching vision for like seven episodes now. And I'm just now remembering like, he is like dead, dead. And she is now back to being just as alone as she was like in that moment. And that mm-hmm. like really hit me more, even more so than like the, the line that vision then has, which I'm sure Eric will bring up. And so they talk a little bit more. Um, and Vision discusses how I, I don't know what this feels like because I've always been alone. Like I've never had a loved one to lose. And he says the line for what is grief, but love persevering and just wow. What a, what a line That's such a good line props to the writer on the episode, Laura Donnie, I believe. Um, I think she, I saw her Twitter and she wrote how she used to speak to her therapist, taking, talking about how her trauma defined her. But in actuality, her psychiatrist said, no, your trauma shapes you. And it's like, we're not defined by our past trauma. And I really think this line, even though sometimes like, you know, the internet, they're going to mean the shit out of things. And like, uh, but this line just is so good especially because it's coming from vision. Mm-hmm. And I think like I, I've had a discussion with some friends about why was vision able to lift Mjolnir. And it's because, you know, he's a robot. Uh, he doesn't have any human emotions, but he latches on to the most, the best parts of humanity. Like he he's made from Tony, he's made from Ultron, but he still latches on to what makes humans good. Yep, And it, it really, Props to Paul Bettany for just being that his acting there was a level of comfort, not only for Wanda, but I think for us as viewers as well, because we know that vision is dead, mm-hmm. but he's still with us kind of in a sense. And so just that line. Wow. But I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let everyone have a chance to speak what they feel about it. So Christian, you go first. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was a it was a heavy scene. It, it was super emotional, and it, you mentioned the line as well, which uh, I, I don't think needed as much flack as it did on the internet. Um, but it it's just it it's it's heartbreaking, um, and especially when you consider like where the episode ends at with like the credit scene is like something I don't want to see, um, and then this scene was something I didn't know that I wanted to see, which was more like down-to-earth wholesome moments with vision and wanda just having honest conversations about their their emotional trauma and just an open open way that was just really needed mm-hmm. um ruben what, what are your thoughts i just want to give her a hug you know just give mm-hmm. her a big hold hug just tell her everything's gonna be okay I mean, not really, not at no, that no, moment. I in time, know, Ruben. I know, but like I'm saying now, like as she's going through time, like everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Tessa, what about you? Um, I think the reason I like that line so much, obviously, the idea behind it, the intent behind it, I thought it was very lovely. Um, 
but also I found it really um, potent because it's literally describing the show that you're watching. Mm -hmm. Her grief is literally just love persevering because that's what she does with her grief. She recreates so much stuff and she recreates her love and she's living life through perseverance of love. I just, I thought that was really nice because obviously the meaning behind the message is wonderful and beautiful, but also it actually roots back to the show very well. So. And and to top that too, I I like realize that like, it's, essentially we're watching the start of their relationship yeah because yeah this is like right after adorable right (laughs) it was so adorable like the way she looks at him whenever he starts laughing is just so precious like this is funny right i'm supposed to laugh like no it's okay (laughs) so it kind of what you were saying earlier how vision latches on to what makes humans good i mean he he latches on to that feeling of love and friendship and i think it actually does start with wanda in that moment Mm. i think that's why they show it because she's also realizing that there's more to life than just anger and loss and i think that's why she looks at him the way that she does i hope that i couldn't have said that better i couldn't have said (laughs) that that made perfect sense um i know tessa can attest to this but i've had moments like this you know my, my grandfather passed away uh, a few months ago and you know like some moments i i get really sad uh thinking about them and uh this line really just shows that you know it's it's because he's still important to us like he's still there it hurts that they're not there anymore but not not in the physical way but they're they're still there with us and so that love is just keep going and going and going and so uh i i you're right i just can't believe the internet has latched onto that line i, I cuz i know I think the problem I have with it is I think people just can't believe it's from something superhero and comic book related. Um, I think me personally, I think no one would be saying all this if it came from like a hit HBO show or something. I think they'd be latching on to it and be like, oh, this is the greatest line ever. Like give them all the awards for something. But because, this, like, like I said, this is just me personally, but the fact that it's from something MCU related, it's like, oh, wow, superheroes could be like this. Who knew? Wait, I think I think because it was I'm, oh sorry go ahead no I'm just I'm really bad at Twitter like notoriously bad at Twitter like I'll check it once maybe every couple of weeks um what are people saying about this line I've missed it so basically I I think and this can answer like both of your guys's you know discussions uh, it was posted without like any content context. It was just like, oh my god, fuck! Like the a collective like fuck was said, or, like screenwriters around the room, and it was just that one line: uh, "What is grief, uh, but not love persevering?" Which I don't think works as well when it's just a screen grab on Twitter. I think it works better when it's um, with the entire context of the scene. I think is what makes that that line so powerful. So when it was just posted as that one line, people just immediately was like, oh, let's dig into MCU because it's like the cool thing to do on Twitter because Marvel sucks, blah, blah, blah. And so people were just like, this is shitty, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Um, people wonder why I don't use Twitter very much. <laughs> yeah, Twitter Twitter's a hellscape, but it's a, it's a hellscape that has some nice moments. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I did see one where people like were taking that 
screenwriters and had like a collective fuck when they said that and someone has put lines where was from like shark boy and lava girl when it was like he ruined my dream journal no i did not send him to the principal's office and have him expelled or like in the Zack snyder trailer when joker says we live in a society and just like everyone said a collective (laughs) fuck it's too soon too soon um so god i still can't believe like i that that scene uh, gave me chills but i cannot believe they had they they timed it up with we live in a society so anyway there's another it, line in the, in this show that's coming up that i can't wait to talk about so eric yeah get, get back um, to it so and again like we have this moment where um you know we see the beginning and um uh, moving on uh and agatha is still kind of like pestering her a little bit like oh so you lost uh you lost your brother you lost your family you lost vision and so Tessa said this, and I thought it was about to happen. I thought the next one, we, was, we were about to see Vision get plucked by Thanos. I thought that was the next scene that was going to happen. Thank God it wasn't. I was not ready. I was I not emotionally ready for that. Um, but the next memory that we get is, um, oh, I forget this is important. Agatha says, like, all right, so, hey, Vision's not here for you more. You went to a dark place. What'd you do, Wanda? So we see the we see Wanda showing up to Sword, Sword headquarters. She goes up to the front desk, and I find it funny that the front desk dude was kind of like puffing up, and I'm like, "Do you realize who this is? <laughs> she could turn you into a basketball, buddy, and you want to have an attitude? Go right ahead." She was about um, to kill Thanos by herself. Yeah, and so we see her like look in the camera. We know Hayward's looking at her. And we see like, oh yeah, send her in. And so we're like, wait a minute, this is not the vibe that Hayward was laying down earlier where Wanda just bursts in and steals the body. Um, so she goes into Hayward's office. He's like, oh, I've been looking forward to meeting you and stuff. Why don't you come take a look? And then you see, it was like ripped straight from the comic. Uh, you see Wanda uh, looking down at like a deconstructed vision on all these tables. And that has got to be like harrowing to see. Like it, it reminds me probably of people when they go, like see their loved one in a funeral home or something, and it's just like that's that's not them right there. Like no. that, that can't be them. And it's just like vision oh. is all over the place. People are working on him, like putting uh, grinders to his head and stuff like that. So it, it was not. I was fearing for the worst. Like this was what was going to drive Wanda and just go, ah. but. Like she has a moment of pause and she's like, I- I'm like his last kin, please. I need to, I need to bury him or something. And uh, Hayward's like, I can't let you have $3 billion worth of vibranium. I can't do that. And so she busts through the glass and then she just like floats down. And then Hayward's like, Hey, whoa, 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 stand by, stand by. And Wanda goes up and Christian, I'm sure this is the line you were talking about. Why, why don't you take it away from here? So the line I was referring to is when she's looking at Vision and trying to do the usual mind trick on him, which is, um, you know, look into someone's mind, into their into their body. And she goes, I can't feel you, which is a direct callback to Infinity War when when Vision is being destroyed by Wanda and he tells her, I just feel you. Um, and then so to see that, like, have that callback and she's, she's probably thinking about that moment um, and she's thinking about him and wanting to have this like one final connection with him. And she can't feel him. And it's like 
heartbreaking. And especially considering that the bastard Hayward, which to be fair, makes some very moral points, like legal and ethical obligation is what he says. Like that's fair. But the way he dehumanizes him by referring to vision as it. And then having that moment, like, Oh, it was so frustrating. It's like, yeah, I know you, uh, we want to bring it back. You want to bring him back. Um, to so, see it. and then I also noticed like, if you look inside, like when she opened up vision, like you can see like the little hexes inside. I thought that was also a nice Ooh. little touch that could possibly subconsciously be why she made the hex. It's like, that's what's inside vision. I want to keep vision inside this. Um, and so, yeah, just like that three seconds when Wanda was, you know, trying to feel vision, she couldn't just like the range in those three seconds that Elizabeth Olsen had of just like wonder and then just sadness. Girls uh, got range. I yes, just, dear. I wanted to say something really quick. Um, we talked about her bursting through the glass and everything, but um, and I know you and I were talking about this while we were watching the episode, but like the whole entire time we were wondering what was going on with Hayworth because clearly he did lie. She did not storm the place. She was let in through the doors. Everything was very calm. And he makes a comment to her before she breaks through the glass, which is, um, you're the only one that can bring him back and all that stuff. And it, this whole scene made me be very uncertain of what um, or who Hayworth was allied to or, you know, had his uh, loyalty to. Because, you know, Eric and I were talking about how he could possibly be, um, oh my god, I can't think of the group name. Hydra? No. AIM? AIM, yeah. We were Mm -hmm. talking about that, we were talking about a couple of things. And, yeah, it was just, it was kind of confirming that he isn't exactly a good person either i just wanted to point that out before you know we discussed more about wanda in that moment and how emotional that was like there were some other good little you know eyebrow raising parts in that scene too yeah i i think hayward is the most hated fictional character on the internet right now (laughs) I, i don't think that's uh I think that's a fair assessment to say, but yeah, just to see like the power of Wanda just walking away, like she could have decimated that place, but she didn't like, she just walked away. It reminded me of like the scene in man of steel when like Superman just walking in handcuffs, like that kind of power right there where it's like, look, (laughs) he can, she can wipe you all out, but she's not going to. And so I thought that kind of restraint showed like she was kind of ready to move on. Like, she's like, I, I, I kind of have to, because this has all been two weeks for her. Like, she just come back. She just fought Thanos. Now Vision's not here. So she she's doing everything she can to find Vision again. Um, so, Christian, you were about to say something? No, Tessa, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I also sense some hesitation from her. Um, from that, like, wanting to move on and, you know, grieve properly and move past it. Whenever he did make the comment about you're the only one who can... Or, like, you're the only one who can bring him back. You know, you can bring your soulmate back, whatever. However you said it, I don't remember the exact quote. Because she looks at him really confused, and she's, like, almost, almost like, questioning, like, okay, how? And then she just kind of moved past it, and that's whenever she went to go and see if she could feel him to see if there was something worth bringing back. That's kind of how I took it. Because she mm-hmm. literally shattered the glass to go to him right after. So I mm-hmm. kind of took that as, like, a... 
I want to see if there's anything there to bring back. If there's any kind of activity, if there's any kind of sign of life. It's also like she just needs closure for herself. Like you can't say goodbye from, I don't know, 25 feet away up like in another room. Like she, that's all she's asking for. And like she was being denied it. Oh, no, for sure. And I mean, I agree with that. I just I thought it was weird timing with the way she looked at him after he said that. And that's like almost immediately after she turned, looked at the glass, broke it and Mm -hmm. went to him. Like, if I can bring him back, I'll do it. And that's whenever she started feeling and she was like, I can't feel you. It was just timing, the timing of it all together kind of made me think that. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm rambling. No, no, you're good. I love it. (laughs) Expert in, uh, insight onto the show. Um, and so we see Wanda get inside her Buick. You know, I don't know how she can get a Buick, but she has a Buick. Um, it's government property. An, <laughs> an envelope on the passenger side that we don't know yet, but we're about to. And we see Wanda drive to the wonderful, majestic, beautiful Garden State of New Jersey. Am I right, Ruben? Uh, you see her drive to Westview. <laughs> Westview is a place, actual place. And like to see her drive through and just like she's kind of like looking around, see what's going on. You see all the characters that have been popping up in WandaVision. Just, oh, there's her. Oh, there's the lady from episode one. Oh, it's the delivery guy. It's like he's all just like seeing the people in their normal lives before all this happened. And so you see Wanda pull up to this piece of land. And who? She pulls out the envelope, she reads what's on it, and it is a deed to the land. And on the deed, inside of a little heart, says, to grow old in V. Ooh. This was the third time I got teary-eyed, and it was um, before she even opened the note, when she's just staring at the lot, and I wrote down my notes, don't tell me they were about to build the house. And yeah, and then she opens it, and indeed, like this is, was a place for Vision and Wanda to grow up and. Uh, to, uh, to grow old and and, and so like... just wanda goes onto the land and you just see her just break down and from that breaking down all the magic comes out and just like this visual just representation of just all this grief coming out of someone it, it's all out the house is starting to be built and if you notice like when the house was starting to be built it was done like puzzle pieces yeah. I think that was a nice homage to like the House of M variant cover with like Wanda like was herself was constructed of puzzle pieces. I thought that was really cool. Um, and you know the house is being made. She's swooping out all the magical energy. Everyone's being like brought into the hex. Um, and then you see inside. First off, whoever is training Elizabeth Olsen has been doing a good job because that girl can limbo. <laughs> how she was like bending backwards, like and all the magic was releasing, and then. Uh, crazy all this red energy is coming out and then like yellow mind stone energy is coming out and vision is being constructed right in front of her um and and then vision is here vision shows up and he looks at her with just such amazement just like wanda and like she's so happy she forgot all about what happened there's vision right right there and then she turns into her 50s attire and then they just have a nice sit down on the couch together and all the while, present Wanda is looking from the back. And then they're on a TV soundstage now, which I thought was a nice touch. 
I, I really liked how they were on a TV stage. Um, mm-hmm. Thought it really hammered home, like all these homages and like, this is what your life is. It's not perfect, Wanda. It's not this uh, TV made life. Like your life has been hell, literally. And so uh, in the uh, audience, we see Agatha clapping. It's like, all right. Um, and then we hear the kids screaming, mom, mom. Wanda runs out of Agatha's house and we see her children are like being strangled by purple magic. Then we see Agatha and what I assume to be her actual full attire now. Like this is what she's going to be in full, which she's witched out. Um, and she's like, Hey, I know what you are now. Uh, Wanda's like, what are you? What? And she's like, let my children go. And she's like, oh, I love how Agatha was like, oh, yeah, your children. Like, kind of like mm-hmm. an air quotes or something like that. Uh, she's like, you have no idea how dangerous you are. And you're using this to make breakfast for dinner. Like, um, just so you know, like, this is chaos magic. And when she said chaos magic, I'm like, oh, oh, it's here. And she's like, and that makes you the Scarlet Witch. And like, da dun So... It's, I, don't I think it'd be playing in- Law and Order in the background. Yeah, just <laughs> dun dun. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, uh, if, I think it'd be interesting to watch this show if you're not a comics person. Um, it's like, oh my god, is that like a? It's like, holy shit, is that a big deal? And then also, like, if you know Scarlet Witch, it's like, oh shit, they finally said it. Go ahead, Christian. I, I have two questions. Mm-hmm. One, how did how did you guys feel about like the reveal? That, like, oh my god, it it was not. Like the vision that we knew all along, it was like I thought it was a reanimated vision, but no, mm-hmm. it was just one created entirely from zero matter. Just mm-hmm. here we go, vision number two. How, mm-hmm. how do you guys feel about that? The more they showed how little he remembered, the more I had a feeling that's what was happening because you can't remember a life that you never lived. And she, it, oh, the only way true. you don't live that life is you get pulled out of thin air. That's the only reason I wasn't completely shocked by it. I was kind of waiting for it after a certain point. Cause I'm like, there's no way he just doesn't remember absolutely anything up until that very specific part when they go to Westview. It, it just, it doesn't work like that. Mm. Well, but, to, to counter that, I thought it was her like actually meddling with his mind to make sure that he didn't remember anything after Westview. But Clearly, that was not the case. Um, yeah, I'm a little confused right now as to <laughs> what we, what is happening. <laughs> like, I understand what's happening, but how did Wayward, what was it, Hayward? Hayward? Yeah. Yes. How did Hayward track Vision down in the hex when, like, that can't possibly be real vibranium, can it? Chaos magic. Yeah, yeah. She created vibranium, like out of thin air. Okay, so that's the reason why he wants. I guess. Yeah, but why would you want to like take her out? If she's dangerous. If she, yeah, but if she can create vibranium, why not just ask her? Hey, could you do me a favor? Just like create a shit ton of vibranium. No, no. Well, that would ruin the economy. Kind of also showed why he really wanted her, but we're not on that yet. Okay, and I also have one more question, but we'll get to that uh, once you. Um, so so I, I, I think it's up, oh, Tessa, to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, um, 
there's one plot point that's kind of been debated in the show is if the kids are real or not. And honestly, mm. I I have a really sad theory, but I think they are. And I think that's why her grief was so imminent. And that's why they were going to build a house to grow old in. Yep. And I mean, why else? Like, whenever people are expecting to have a family, that's whenever they decide we need to get a better house. We need to, you know, we need to get somewhere that's stable, that's good to raise a family in. And I think that's why her grief was so bad. And I think the only reason that, not the only reason, but like, why else would you pick a suburb in New Jersey to live in other than like, hey, you're, um, you know, you're starting a family, you're, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many other places they could have gone. And I think also that's why... Oh, Eric, you're muted. I think, too... I I, I made no noise. That was a visual gag. I'm sorry. (laughs) I think so, too, that the reason I think they're real is because she emphasized that they shouldn't go past the street that was the, the boundaries of Westview. And I don't think it was because of the same reason as Vision, which is he just can't leave. I think it's because they can leave. And she's worried that if they leave... That something will happen to them, especially with government like camped right outside. You know, like I I think that they're very much so real. And I think even more so now that they're real because of the way Agatha was handling them at the very end. So my my uh, my timeline is getting because I love that Tessa, but my like I can't help but like try to plan it out in my timeline of the MCU, like in my head. Which is like, which is weird because one, when did they buy this house? Because like the last time we saw Vision was in Infinity War, and he was living in Europe, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure this was before uh, Civil War, actually. That's true. And then this show takes place what two two weeks, two weeks after, after Infinity War? After yeah, yeah after Endgame. Right, right. So this sure. is like five years. This is like 2023. Exactly. Well, right yeah. Now. Sorry. Yes. But Wanda was like blipped. Mm-hmm. So my my question is like how how do you like how does which pregnancy work? For, I mean, for those kids to if be you, real? I mean, I don't know if you blip someone that's pregnant, you're just blipping you know two lives or in her case three lives instead of one. So whenever it comes back, it's still an effect. Oh, you think that she was pregnant before? Oh, I I think yeah, was. well yeah, especially with like their meeting in the beginning of Infinity. Like I think hmm. I think she you're was pregnant after. I absolutely think she was pregnant whenever she was whipped. And I think that's why, I don't know, like looking back at everything, like thinking about the end scene and end game, uh, not end game and infinity war, whenever, you know, the, I only feel you like it hits me a lot more thinking that, you know, that might be what's happening between the two of them. But yeah, I think she was pregnant before. And whenever she came back, she was still pregnant. I just but then she then she also does say you took everything from me in Endgame. So everything. I think if she was pregnant, it's harder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, mm. we we know that the two char- like her her two kids are very much so real characters, and then like they're real, like they're real yeah. characters that come up in Marvel. Well, I would counteract that with exactly, you know, you had brought up Vision, but like. Is the vision in the hex real? It has to be because Hayward is 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 no. But let's let's relative. get to 
So let's 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 put this final piece of the puzzle in before okay. we start. Okay. Stuff. okay. So the mid credit scene, <laughs> we see that Hayward is like looking into the hex, and someone says, "Hey, it's ready," and it's like, "All right, it's about time." And so he gets in there. He talks about, um, "All right, looks like we just need a little something from the source." And so you see the drone that Wanda like threw out in episode five. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, it says, all right, we just need a little magic from the source. And then you see, like, the chaos uh, magic go through some machines and stuff. And then, whew, standing in a glass case. The white vision, boys and girls. White vision is here. And, oh, man, this is a big deal. I have no knowledge of, of white vision. Neither do so, I. White White Vision Vision was uh, in the comics um, was destroyed. Uh, I think I have this right. It's been a while. Uh, was destroyed. Hank Pym brought back the Vision, but it was it's robot. It's not like he doesn't have any humanity. He doesn't know who he is. He's just a blank slate. That's all he is. He he is more robot than like the lovable Vision that we know. And so he has like no emotions or anything. And I think that's what this is. I think this is White Vision. Um, this is this is Project Cataract. That we saw like in the previous episodes, there was like speculation that uh, Hayward could be making the first Sentinels, uh, but no, yeah. that's not the case. The Project Cataract is White Vision, and so w- that's real Vision. This is it right here. This is the Vision that was like torn apart. This is the Vision that died in Endgame. This is the real one, and he's back, but he he is not the Vision that we know. Um, so we're setting up for a. Sword, White Vision versus and Agatha versus Wanda and Vision, and possibly Monica. Uh, and possibly and so, yeah, we don't yeah. know where we, we don't know where Monica is. I I think that this this is a big deal because I, we, I talked about this with Tessa, but like there was an interview that Paul Bettany gave where he says like, "Hey, in, a, in this show, I'm gonna be working with an actor I've always wanted to work with." And on set, yeah, on set there were fireworks. <laughs> we had great chemistry, and it's like, oh my god, Paul Bettany is talking about himself. That's so great. <laughs> Um, but anyway, who knows? It could be someone else, but I think that, and this is where it's going to get more sad. Everyone. The only thing that's going to be able to destroy this vision is chaos magic. Got to kill him again. So I think Wanda may have to kill vision again. Third time. The real one. You see, I I can see where you think that's going, but I'm going to bring it back to the kids. I believe Mm -hmm. that she is going to sacrifice the kids a soul for a soul i have a completely different theory uh, okay go ahead she this may be the longest marvel monday episode we've had and i'm loving minds, it right say that again she manipulates minds right so why can't she use no. her magic to restore his memory or his abilities or you know all of it together i mean because she has all of those memories at least the important ones. Yeah. Then the, I, I feel like the memories he has with her is kind of what shaped him because I mean, in the beginning he was a little bit more robotic. I mean, he was, he was literally, I mean, we all, we all know Jarvis, uh, <laughs> but yeah. And I, I don't know. I get the feeling that since they have exhibited so much of her grief and they've showcased that, like this is all the stuff she's gone through. I don't necessarily see them 
being like, oh, wait, but there's more grief. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, she has to kill her soulmate again. Or, as Ruben put, she has to sacrifice her children. <laughs> I, I honestly <laughs> don't, them think, kids. <laughs> don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think that she will be able to use her gifts, which have um, been amplified, which they showed from her grief and she's kind of unlocking her true strength. So I think that she does very much so have the ability at this point to possibly restore his memories to him. Okay. Um, I think she's going to be real pissed at first, whenever she first sees him. But then I think since Agatha shattered the illusion for her and she remembers now that the vision in her little world that she's created isn't real. I think that, uh, she's going to be able to be more accepting of it, realize something's wrong, and then do her best to fix it. So. Well, I think we're also like forgetting that this has to lead into Multiverse of Madness as well. So I think it's going to end with some huge cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think the big grief from possibly having to kill Vision again is what's going to rip open this multiverse. And I think, I, I personally, I think it would be better, it'd be great for the character if this makes her go bad, like the end of WandaVision makes Wanda evil, not evil, but um, antagonist-like, and then Doctor Strange may be the one to have to bring her back um, from this. Um, so, because I, I think you need to have a, there needs to be a catalyst. There needs to be something that's going to rip open all of this stuff. And just the anger of having to kill Vision again or probably having to lose her kids because I mean, in the No More Mutants, it's because they kept telling her, her kids weren't real. Her your kids aren't real. Yeah. Like literally, your kids aren't real. Mm-hmm. And then, like you know, they go and they kill Pietro, I believe. And then she just goes, "Snap! I have nothing else to use there in that regard." But snap, <laughs> tearing open everything, like all that chaos magic, just bam, explodes, and then creates holes and everything. So I think we have a lot of good theories here. Um, that's what's just the joy of the show is um, week to week is because we can talk about these theories and see what's going to happen. But I don't think, I think we're all just not ready to have Paul Bettany, not in the MCU anymore. Yeah. I think we're, we're not ready for that. So, um, I, man, I hope this season finale series finale, probably because Feige says that it will only, there'll only be like a second season if it serves the story, which I like. Like, I, I yeah. don't think there needs to be like three seasons of this. Like if it serves these character stories well, then just make it once one season. Um, and, and man, it's gonna be a doozy. Like let's see if they stick the landing because this is probably right up there with like Endgame and Spider-Man movies. It's my favorite MCU stuff because it's so good wow. and it, because it explores these characters so well. Um, but yeah, and it's also cool how she said the Scarlet Witch. Like this is the thing that's passed down, like this mystical, mythical uh, yeah. entity. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be great. This is what made me think there was like another Scarlet Witch in the past. And like why I thought like maybe like the vision that she saw of the Mind Stone was like the like the previous Scarlet Witch or like the senti- okay. I don't I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's good. I'm theory. just reaching here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just um, want to like touch on something real quick. The reason why I didn't real I didn't want to think that she was pregnant before uh, the Hex was because if she can create vision like a a replica of vision by herself with uh the mind stone power that she had gotten before 
I think she can pretty much do anything except bring the people that she loves back to life, which is why I think she's going to, you know, give the kids up to bring back her brother and bring back Vision. That's all I got to say. See, These but theories. you're going to like soul stone stuff and that, like, well if she can bring like vision the, the back soul to life you soul, know? right but that's on like a completely different planet that's not anywhere on earth like I, no I yeah just, but this is true I don't but see that being the case we still think mephisto is the the bad guy do we not i i don't think mephisto is going to be in this like especially with this last episode, like okay. it's pretty much all Agatha with this. I I don't think Mephisto's Mephisto is yeah, gonna show it was up. Agatha Jimmy Woo is Mephisto. Oh my Just god! Kidding. Could you imagine? Could you By the imagine? way, I I have a question. Who? Where did Steve take the Mind Stone back to? Oh go man, somewhere. there, there <laughs> has to. Question. We need yeah. we need a show. We need a show to explain this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Um, I I don't know where he would have brought it back to. Uh, maybe he brought it back to Vision, right? Yeah, maybe he brought it back to. I hate to say, it, maybe he brought it back to Germany and Hydra and stuff. And like, hey, we need to have this. Here you go. <laughs> wait, hold on. Where did he take it? Where did they take it from? I don't know. What do you mean? Which... Where did they take it from? They took it oh, from the planet from? where Red Skull was hiding out all along. Like, no, no, that was Soul, so. right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh We're... wait, yeah. No, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Thanos. Where did they take it from? It... The Mind Stone was in Loki's scepter, and Thanos gave Loki the scepter that had the Mind Stone in it. No, right, then the scepter the was stolen. Scepter. Yeah. And then they went to go find it from the lab um, that both the parents used to work at, right? Or not parents. Like uh, the Hydra lab? Yeah. No, no, no. The, no, no, the American lab. Steve, yeah, Steve so and Tony. That's where Steve saw Peggy. Yes. Okay. So it went that's, back I'm there. Not, so it yes. says here. Yeah. He I thought, the, I thought that was the Tesseract. He journeyed back to New York 12, uh, 2012 to return the Mind Stone. Wait. But, but the Mind Stone is inside the Tesseract, isn't it? Mm-mm. No. It was inside Loki's Scepter. The, uh, the oh, yeah, you're right. The Space Stone was inside the Tesseract. I need the whiteboard. Someone get a whiteboard. <laughs> Listen, I'm very close to getting okay. the whiteboard here. Hold on. Um... Okay. Where did they get the Soul Stone from, though? The Soul Stone they Vormir. got it from, yeah, Vormir. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's what I was saying. Like, I, I thought that's what we were talking about. Where did Steve return that to? Because mm. we know where Steve returned the Mind Stone to, because that's how he got back to Peggy. That's probably like the last one he dropped off, and he was like, "Peggy, surprise, I'm alive." Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Took me a second for it for the hit. I'm alive. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not dead it's in been the Arctic. So long. Let's dance. Uh, let's da- <laughs> let's dance. David Bowie starts playing. Oh god. But yeah, how did he return the Soul Stone? That's what I want to know. Uh, he probably had to go back to Vormir. It's like, oh my god, Red Skull. Red Skull. Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Russo here says he would have had to uh, encounter Red Skull. And nobody knows what rules, what the rules are when you return the Soul Stone. Anthony <laughs> Russo goes, nobody knows, but not even Red Skull, he probably has no money back get policy. No. <laughs> um, I, I think it's just fun like this, like to know what happened. But I guess like, you know, time worked itself out, and uh, Scarlet Witch is Scarlet Witch now. We can call her Scarlet yes. Witch. That's great. We can time. say Scarlet Witch. 
And also, I definitely think that Monica is the first mutant, by the way, because her cells were it. literally mutated. I no, I said it. You, you, I was the first one on the show to say it. I don't Ruben. know if that's true. I'm pretty sure I yes, said it. Yes, you can go back. Check, Roll the, the, check the episode. Okay, I will. I'll go back and look this up. Oh. All right. Um, yeah, that's what we got. Uh, that's what I think. Um, but So that is episode eight of WandaVision. And boy, oh boy, was that was that a real good one. I, was, I think that's right up there with my favorite. Um, I love that just as much as I did the first two episodes and probably the eighties one. That was really good. Um, but man, oh man, what a great show. And like a lot of people I saw were just, uh, it was pictures of Falcon and winter soldier. Like how the hell are we going to top this and stuff like that. And so people are like, you expect us to go from witch powers to Stay guys shooting things. Stay and I'm like, I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. I, I want to see shotguns and then punching I'm people so in the face. Excited. Let's go. I um, love Sam Wilson as a character. He's so good. I can't wait. Um, I'm really excited for that because I like how that one's going to deal with grief in like a different way where it's not like people had died. It's like, hey, he's gone. And like he left all this to me. I don't think I'm worthy of this right now. Um, so I, I, I can't wait for Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I love the fact that it's two weeks after the finale of WandaVision. So. No, it's one week. A fortnight. It's one week because the week after the season finale is they're doing that assembled show where they show how they made Wandavision, which I'm also really excited about. Oh, I love like okay, that. okay, okay. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but also I'm even more excited to Loki. see more Sebastian Stan. And yes. don't even get me started on Loki. <laughs> but yeah, oh man. It's it's I, this is the the year of weird for uh, MCU and I can't be more excited for that. Um, but before we head out, does anyone have any last thoughts about where Wandavision is at right now? Any future thoughts, or we're just where they stand on this show? Anyone have any final thoughts on Wandavision? Just give Wanda a movie. She, I mean, she's yeah. gonna be in Doctor Strange. No, give her, her really own need, movie. Her own movie. I really Word. need more Paul Bettany, and I'm sad that he probably won't make it after this. No, have hope. Have hope. A rom-com. Oh, oh could you imagine? <laughs> I am right now, and I'm loving it. Oh, that oh, would be so She's great. She's an ancient <laughs> witch with mystical chaos magic. But also, He's like, an FBI I, agent. I would like it to, uh, the, the Wanda movie, I would like it to be just kind of like uh, Doctor Strange, but like now that we already know that she's supposedly the Scarlet Witch, like just her focusing on all magic and encountering one of her crazy villains. You know. I thought you said Magneto. the Scarlet Witch at first, and it made me <laughs> chuckle really bad. I heard it too. The Scarlet what? <laughs> oh my god, I'm Ever a witch Scarlet and I am startled. <laughs> oh, the Startled Witch? No, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet <laughs> Guys, I have the plan for taking down the st startled witch. Just spook her. Jump out from the shadows. That'll get her. The startled witch. Uh. Oh, God, Vision. I didn't oh see you God. there. The startled witch featuring Paul Buttony. Did not That's see right. the coming. Also, another thing, uh, there has been like this revisionist history going on on Twitter now with the MCU, especially with Age of Ultron. And everyone's talking about how, like, uh, first off, I think Age of Ultron it's is a good, good movie. It's a good movie. But, like, this, I think this enriches it. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it makes it better. It's I like, think, kind of like how Endgame enriched Thor Dark World didn't make it mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But it enriched it more because I, I was talking with Tess about this, like, because you see now, like, 
Thor's mother's death affected him a lot. Yeah. Even though we didn't really see that, but like having that moment in end game, it's like, oh yeah, that that's something he dealt with. So I, like I said, I think it enriches these movies. I don't think it necessarily makes them better, but it's interesting. DLC. Oh I did not God. call you out, dear. You, you tagged me on something and on Twitter that oh. says trying to explain why you like Thor: Dark World without including Loki, and it's just someone stumbling real bad. And I'm like, okay. impossible. He is the best part of the movie. Like uh, as much as I, I have fun watching it. He is the the reason to watch it. So, um, all right. So we're winding down the end of the episode here. I want to thank everyone, all our guests, for joining me today. Um, so let's get to the plugs part of the episode. Tessa, we're going to start with you first, dear. Do you have anything to plug for anybody? That Twitter account that I use once every two weeks. Smash Bro. It's a great, great name. Not so active account, but I do my best. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, you can definitely you can find her pushing the payload. She's really great at Overwatch. She's really good at support. So, yes, play with her. Um, Ruben jokes. She is, she is good at jokes. <laughs> Hold up your mug, fun. Ruben. Hold up your mug. Hey, can I narrate this mug? Hi, my name is Ruben Guerrero, and my ideal weight is Tom Hardy on top of me. <laughs> it's all our ideal weights. So. It's a it's a lovely mug, Ruben. Just admit it. I mean, you it's a mug. It. It's a mug. Mm. Can I get right. with the word? Uh, Tom Hardy changed to Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Can I do that? Oh, what? They have one. Would you like it? I'll I'd rather take that one instead. One. No, you. So you want Jake Gyllenhaal on top of you? Jake Gyllenhaal is a phenomenal actor. Okay. So is Tom Hardy. Hardy. Uh, No, Tom Hardy screwed up. Phenomenal. I mean, also Jake Gyllenhaal was in Prince of Persia, so don't act like he everything he touches is gold. Jake Gyllenhaal is is, I would say Nicolas Cage status. He can do no wrong. (laughs) Have you seen The Wicker Man? Get back to Nicholas Cage, or is that Jake Gyllenhaal? Watch That's Mandy. Anyway, we're we're getting That's off the topic one where here. He's like, not the bees, not the bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that doesn't count though. Right, man so Ruben, Ruben. Oh my God! See, you got me on a tangent now. I want to see that so bad. But anyway, Ruben, do you have anything to plug? Um, I don't have anything to plug. There will be some changes to uh, how we play. Well, how we how we do this uh, show for uh, Captain and Winter Soldier, Captain ooh, Captain and the Winter, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, so are, stay are tuned. We saving, for that. Are we, I would say are we saving that for a later date. Yes, we're saving that for a later date. Okay, okay. your mind's on Tom Hardy. You were a little distracted. It's actually not. Understand. It's not. Oh, Tom Hardy, give me that Bane Captain voice, America's Daddy. Ass, you know, Tom Hardy. Yes, Ruben, I would love to Oh my God! Stop! Please stop! Please stop! Stop! stop. Ruben, do you like? <laughs> let's close out the show come on christian do you have anything to plug for everybody yes sir two things to plug you can follow me on twitch at iso christian the path to affiliate begins now just a few followers away in That's the middle right. of getting my new setup ready to go can't wait and then lastly is my movie podcast called large popcorn we did a, a crazy episode that launches tomorrow tuesday um, with jackson and palmer wells we did our top 10 films of 2020 it's a great episode you should check it out if you think there were no good movies last year because there definitely were christian do i have a i have something to tell you did you know new york city movie theaters are opening up this i have already no sorry opening up march be 5th. careful march wear a mask. oh i'll be wearing a mask and 
my list continues. That's all. I got to figure out a way to safely because I know like there's not a lot of people down here in Louisiana that will probably do that. But I need to figure out a safe way to watch Godzilla versus Kong on IMAX. Yes. Forget so that. What? I got to yes. figure that. We're talking that about. And... No, but don't say it. Zach End the show, Eric. Cut. Come on. There's the, the only way cut. we could watch that is in our homes. I'm trying to watch a big lizard boy and a big monkey boy fight on the IMAX screen. Nobody okay. Cares about the then lizard. we got Mortal Kombat in April. So Nobody cares I got to figure that. out ways to get that. Uh, get away from here, Ruben, right. is what I'm going to say. Nobody Don't get over here. That. We're talking about the greatest movie that will ever be. Ruben, get over here. The greatest movie that will ever be <laughs> is the Snyder Cut. Come on. Okay, We're going to have a whole episode on that. Uh, don't worry. We might, we um, might also do uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So, You best believe I want to be on that. Uh, it's already booked. I'm sorry. Team Godzilla. That's hey, right. Hey, Ruben. Yeah. I just want to throw this out here now. When Loki rolls around, I would like a couple of different episodes to talk about it. A couple of different episodes? Yes. How about like the first two. and the last? Yes, that would be perfect. Or the the first and the the, the, the... penultimate? No. Uh, uh, like the season great. recap? Yes, the season recap. How's That's that great. Do? Oh, she does she's not like speechless. That. Yeah, exactly. That's how much she loves <laughs> exactly. It. She's thinking about it. You uh, you gave me the first and last episode, and then you yanked it from me. <laughs> well, well I mean, you're you're gonna be able to talk about the whole season, dear. Hmm. Okay. That's okay. a lot of Loki. Instead of just two episodes, you can talk about all. We six could put Loki, Loki on your fi- uh, just as a picture for you that helps loki the joker of the mcu and i'll leave it at that why so serious indeed mm-hmm. so anyway uh you can find me at eric c Ginn on twitter um i'm back on twitter after being gone for a little bit took a little break um it's good to see everyone just being so happy about things it's nice it's a nice change of pace <laughs> um you also remember to follow us on twitter here penultimate conquest or is it the penultimate conquest it's actually Ruben. pen conquest on twitter it's actually pen conquest this is why he has me on not to promote but just to be this pretty face right here um and, you know, follow us on YouTube, Twitch, Penultimate Conquest. I think he is going to be doing some streaming this week. Yeah. Oh, Tessa are you? Just, Tessa just scared me. She opened the door right here. I couldn't really see. Yeah. I heard something. I looked over. Tessa's face is right there. And while it's normally very lovely, it spooked me there. So that... uh I ran um, really fast to try and scare you before the end of the episode. I'm sorry. So, um, yes, we're going to do some streaming soon. Uh, Anime Nation oh. tomorrow. We're going to be talking about some Attack on Titan. I, I hear it's going well. These four people Christian just won't shut up. Christian These four people just oh, yeah, won't so. shut For up what? about how great this show you remember? is. Remember, we made a bet last week. I remember the bet. Okay. So, anyway. We'll um, and then, let's see what else we got. Uh, we got Anime Nation coming up. I am hoping to get the Destiny show back up soon. Um, Tower so FM. We'll see how that goes. Tower FM radio, indeed. But that's pretty much all I got here. So, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we will see you next week for the season, possibly series finale of WandaVision. So, stay beautiful, boys and girls, and Excelsior. <laughs>